We will start today's session with a conversation with Tony Onivito from Comeback Capital. Tony, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Uh, you're on mute. Oh, I'm on mute. Sorry. Now you're good. Go on. Okay. How about now? Yes. Perfect. Go ahead. Okay. Good. Thank you. Glad, uh, glad to be on the show. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited because I think it'll be a good conversation. There's a lot of similarities between, uh, you know, the uh, the advice, and the guidance that you give entrepreneurs and, and the way that we invest. So thank you for having me. Great. Let's uh, let's get acquainted. So tell us a bit about your background as well as about Comeback Capital. What are you trying to do with Comeback Capital? Sure. Thanks. Um, so background, you know, I started off in corporate M&A uh, for a couple of years, and that's where I learned about uh, valuations and, and acquisitions and mergers. Um, and then I spent a lot of years essentially as an operator working for uh, a large private company, one of the largest in the country, uh, worked in various different roles, supply chain analytics, finance strategy, um, and uh, and then about six years ago, I started a microfluidic chip manufacturer uh, with a, a friend of mine. Uh, so got into uh, you know the entrepreneur entrepreneur world, and uh, also around that same time started investing as an angel uh, pretty actively. Uh, fast forward to about a year and a half ago, and uh, formed the Comeback Capital fund with, uh, with a different partner, uh, and the name Comeback Capital uh, is derived from uh, a bus tour that was started by uh, Ro Kahana, who's a representative from California, Tim Ryan from Ohio, uh, and a bunch of venture capitalists from Silicon Valley who, who put together these bus tours of the Midwest going to cities like South Bend and Detroit and Cleveland, um, Indianapolis. And uh, they they liked what they saw. It was kind of like their first foray into understanding the ecosystem here in the Midwest. And yeah. and they liked what, uh, what we were proposing and what we were doing individually and uh, supported uh, the formation of, of Comeback Capital. So... And uh, what is the size of the fund? So, uh, you know, we, we're a startup in a sense, right? This is our first fund, and it's uh, two and a quarter million dollars. Um, and uh, to date, we've invested in 16 companies. So 16 companies in about 18 months. So pre-COVID, we were on a pace of about one, making like one investment per month. Um, mm -hmm. We expect we'll probably make another 10 investments. Um, our check size is typically under 1,000, but it, you know, uh, earlier stage company might be as low as 50,000. Okay. And what do you want to see in your company before you invest? Yeah. So uh, in terms of the stage of companies, uh, so we invest in pre-seed and seed stage companies. So these are companies uh, that. So at the earliest stage, pre-seed, uh, 
typically almost always their post revenue there, there's some form of traction whether that would be say you know five ten thousand of MRR um, paid pilots um, so that's like on the the earliest stage right so um, post post revenue is important um, because before that right if it's if it's pre revenue that that's where like the accelerators tend to do a a good job or there still needs to be um, it's, it's in the entrepreneur's best interest to continue to, to bootstrap to get to that point right of a couple thousand dollars in, in MRR because it just makes capital raising a little bit easier it's never easy right but it makes it a little bit easier right if they're if they're post revenue um, in addition to that uh, we typically like small rounds Right, so we'll invest. We've invested in quite a few rounds that are as low as like anywhere from like 250 to 500,000. Right, that's typically at the pre-seed. Um, we will invest in larger rounds, like as high as two million. Right, so that's our range. Anywhere, you know, round size anywhere from 250 to 500. Because again, we're covering pre-seed and seed stage. Um, capital do efficiency. Pardon me. Oh, do we lead rounds? So on a, on a small pre-seed round, we would lead, yes. Obviously, on a larger, on a larger like a, on a seed round, we depends on how large the round is, right? If it's a $2 million round, we probably wouldn't lead that. But, you know, if it's a seed round of only seven fifty, dollars uh, that's something we could lead, right, given our, uh, you know, so you know, like our check size is 100000 but then our LPs, our partners at other VCs have the opportunity to, to sidecar, right? So as a group, um, Comeback Capital could provide, you know, four, you know, four or five hundred thousand dollars in a round. Okay. So um, talk a bit about sector. I heard you say MRR a few times. So does that mean that you're doing B2B SaaS primarily? What's your sector focus? Uh, right, right. Yeah. So it's it's primarily B2B. Um, we do have a couple of companies that are, well, it's, it's, it's technology or tech-enabled services, right? So, um, yes, we have a lot of companies in the portfolio that are, you know, B2B software. We also have a couple, about three, that are selling, they're selling to consumers. Um, and, and so those are transactional. Uh, but I, I'd say we weigh more towards the, uh, um, you know, B2B software. But we do look at both. I was using MRR as just a, uh, something that people would recognize and, and to point out that, um, you know, it has to be post-revenue. Obviously, like uh, we invested in a company called Zena Workwear. It's, it's workwear for women in STEM and manufacturing, right? So that's a transactional business. They're selling boots mm -hmm. and, and other types of clothing. And so the, the, the model there, the, the valuation metrics for that type of business is going to be different than a than a like a software, right? Okay, so let's talk about um, geography. You talked about this bus tour being the catalyst for founding uh, this firm. Um, talk about what is your philosophy on location, geography, etc. Yeah, so um, geography for us is the Midwest. And um, 
you know, so it started because we saw opportunity that there was a lack of capital in the Midwest and, um, you know, specifically in areas outside of big cities like Chicago, right? There, there's, there's, there's a lot of capital in Chicago for, for change. Um, but if you look at our portfolio and, and where we where we've invested, right? We've invested in, in Milwaukee, right? Which is not on a lot of people's radar yep. screen. We've invested in companies in Indiana, um, you know, Bloomington, Indiana, uh, Iowa, Missouri, Minneapolis. Although you know, although Minneapolis, right? There, there's there's capital up there, but it's never really mentioned, right? In you know, uh, when people are talking about the Midwest, folks focus tends to be Chicago because it's a large city, right? So um, Ohio, Cleveland, for example, right? We've invested in a couple of companies in Cleveland, right? So these are places, so it's all Midwest. And obviously it's because we were here in the Midwest. We understand the market. That's where our networks are. Um, uh, and, uh, but specifically, right, it's, it tends to be in, in kind of the smaller markets in, in the Midwest. We're not opposed Where to it. Oh, sure. Yeah. So um, uh, I have three other fart, uh, partners. I'm based here in Chicago. I have a partner in Cleveland, another one in Pittsburgh, and another one mm -hmm. in the Detroit Flint area. Okay. Yeah. And so we invest. Uh, let's go to um, some case studies, some companies that you have invested in, feel for what they're doing. And especially when they came to you, what did they have and what did you see in them that really compelled you to write those checks? And I'm, I'm actually very interested in some of these off-center geographies where you have activities. So take six cases from these off-center geographies. Yeah. So, so you know, what did they have when they, they came to us? Um, you know, typically they hadn't raised a lot of capital prior to yeah. Uh, to us investing, and so that's important for us. Um, if the company's already, already raised a decent amount of capital, that it, would, it wouldn't be a fit for us. It might be a fit for another venture firm, but it wouldn't fit for us, uh, just given our, our thesis and, and where we want to invest. Um, and, uh, you know, they, the team, right? So something interesting about the team, um, some proof points that they're able to execute, right? Because when you're looking at this early yeah. stage, there's just not a lot of data, right? I mean, we collect as much yeah. data as we can, right? Um, but then you have to augment that with ease. Um, we, 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 need, we need to find some information to help us uh, predict whether this team or these two founders typically, right, two founders, uh, can, can execute and, and can sell, right? So we, we've seen that they've built this technology, right, but how successful are they in having conversations with customers, right? Um, because the next stage, right, if we invest in them, typically that money is used to, to build sales and to grow, right? So uh, the, you know, the backgrounds of the founders, right, if they what what their experience is in the industry that they're trying to sell into, right, is 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 important for us. Um, so uh, so so those are some of the things we. Those are some of the key things that we look for. 
capital efficient uh, business models. Uh, we're not looking for unicorns, right? Uh, that's that's for other people. That would be a next uh, question that I would ask you. So let's go. Uh, since you already have segued into that, tell me about what is your philosophy. You're not looking for unicorns. You're looking for early exits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, my, my partner has this good example, right, that we that we use quite frequently. So if if you're a founder, right, would you rather have 40% of a $100 million company or 4% of a billion dollar company, right? They're, they're both equal, right? You, you end up with $40 million, right? But, you know, the probability that you'll actually reach, that you actually reach a billion dollars, right, is less than 1%. Yeah. So your probability of getting $40 million if you're trying to build a unicorn company, right, is much, much lower, right? So if you look at where the exits are, right, the bulk of the exits are under 100, actually between 30 and 50 million, right? Yeah. Right, so, um, so, and we're trying to build a portfolio and we're looking for the companies that we think uh, can can build something that could, could exit, uh, you know, has a has a good probability of exiting in, in that range, right? Uh, if they go on, if they go on to build bigger companies, right? Um, that that's great. Um, and, you know, but if you look at our portfolio, we might maybe have like one or two, we'll have one or two companies that are kind of like on that track. But it's not like we're explicitly looking for those types of companies, whereas I think other investors, there might be other investors out there, other VCs that specifically do look for those types of investments. Right. So um, what, just a couple of questions, follow-up questions on that. Are there, uh, what is the size of um, exit that you are aiming for? Is it sub 50 million, 50 to 100 million? Where, where do you, what is the mathematics of your fund? Yeah, so so our fund, I guess, you know, we're happy with more like what we say singles and doubles, right? So uh, we're our portfolio, uh, you know, we're happy if companies, if we have, if we're able to identify a lot of companies that have successful exits, successful positive exits, right? So I guess we don't need a lot of large exits if we've invested in companies that have, you know, 3X or 10X or 7X, right? So, um, so yeah, so for us, again, like even, even a 15 or $20 million exit would be well, great if the company was capital efficient in getting there, right? If they only raised a million or two million dollars, right? Um, and they exited at twenty or thirty million dollars, like that's yeah. a that could potentially be right a, a perfectly fine situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 you know the nice thing about that is that entrepreneurs would most well in that instance that we just described, an entrepreneur would end up with most of that exit, right? As opposed to if raised a lot of money, right? If they had a big round, if they raised, if they raised 5 million and exited at, let's say $30 million, most likely 
they diluted themselves along the way, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. So capital efficiency, capital efficiency is important. Yeah, we, you know, our philosophy is to trap raise money later or not at all. If you can, you know, bootstrap, even if it's bootstrapping with a small amount of capital, sub, sub million dollar capital, and you can get to an early exit, that's all, that's considered a perfectly fine outcome, which is what you're echoing here. Oh, yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Can you talk about a couple of examples from your portfolio? Think, um, are good representations of the kinds of companies you like to invest in? Yeah, so so good examples would be, um, you know, there's some diversity uh, in the types of companies we invest in. Generally, if you look at the industries, they, from an industry or a vertical perspective, it, it makes sense that they're in the Midwest or connected to the Midwest, right, because they're happen to be in like logistics or supply chain, FinTech, you know, there's some FinTech in the Midwest. Um, specifically for specific uh, examples, um, uh, there's a company called um, uh, Exit 7C, which is the first investment we made uh, that's based up in Milwaukee. And they broadly are uh, a company that does uh, maintenance for fleets and uh, different types of maintenance. It could be mobile fuel delivery, uh, mobile car wash, um, uh, fire repair, uh, fleet maintenance repair. Um, mm -hmm. Commonality there is they do it remotely. And, you know, there's, there's some technology that makes them efficient in, in doing that. Um, another company, uh, let's see, Hancho. Ancho is, um, is a company that has created software for enterprises to monitor communications. And that's pretty important like today as, um, you know, more and more companies are going remote or they had to go remote. <laughs> a lot of companies had to go remote, right? It's a result of COVID. Yeah. And so they, they have, you know, where in industries where compliance, communication compliance is important, like in um, financial industry, right? Where information could be shared, um, uh, insider information or things that would tarnish a brand. Uh, they have this technology to ensure that employees uh, uh, are communicating in a way that's consistent with, with policy and don't put their careers and the company's brand in, in, in danger. Um, hmm. You know, there, there's a whole variety, right? So that's more of an enterprise product. Um, uh, Ziptility is more of a SaaS for small utilities in the water industry, uh, workflow management, some GIS uh, capabilities. Um, and then, uh, okay. yeah, so th th those are just a couple. And so we're not married to any one type of model, let's say. Or okay. Tony, I have a, a question about the activity level in, uh, in the Midwest right now. If you look at these pockets like a Milwaukee or a Minneapolis, um, Ohio, Iowa, what what kind of volume are we seeing? How many startups are operating in these kinds of geographies? Yeah, so, um, you know, the, the fact that we were investing pre-COVID at one, one company per month, right, in the case that there was decent activity, 
we look at uh, we were you know we're looking at essentially 100 companies per month. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, so we're looking at 100 companies per month. We invest roughly in in, in one, right? So it's like one percent of what we look at we invest in. Uh, and so um, you know in, in those cities you mentioned, right? They they're building ecosystems, they're connecting universities to the startup scene. Um, they're trying to connect uh, angel investors and and create uh, you know micro VC funds like governments are trying to sponsor uh, uh, and support micro VC funds in some of those states. So there's more activity yeah. throughout the Midwest. There's accelerators that are specific to industries in that state. Um, you know, for example, like Iowa and Nebraska have, as you would expect, agriculture-related uh, accelerators. And Iowa is a big place for insurance, right? And so they actually have the Global Insurance Accelerator out of Des Moines, right? So um, in a lot of these cities, they're, they're focusing on what they're good at, right? Um, and that's probably because there's a concentration of a certain type of company in certain industries in those cities, right? And that's a natural place to start, right, to, to build an ecosystem. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, there is, again, there, there, there's, uh, there is activity. And there's 100, 100 deals a month that you are reviewing, how, what percentage do you think is that of the total deal flow, deal, you know, total startup pool in that, in that general area? Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I mean, we do eliminate some because they're out of, region, but I would say that, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say probably about 85%, 90% of those that we see are, are, are in region. Um, well, that was not my question. My question is, if you look at the entire pool of deals in your region, 100 deals a month is what percentage of that total deals? Uh, so 100 deals a month in terms of like overall in the country or, or, or are you thinking no, no, the overall in, your, in the region that you are working in? So are there like 1,000 deals a month in that? I mean, what is the total pool of startups operating yeah. in your region? Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So how, I guess how many deals are, are we missing, right? So, I mean, if, if we're, yeah, if, if there, if that's like 1,200 Opportunities a year. Midwest, oh, yeah. um, um, there's probably a couple thousand, so that's pretty good coverage, right? Um, and so there in, are a couple of thousand deals across all of these states. There are only a couple of thousand startups. Yes, I believe so. Oh wow, that's interesting. Actually, that I, I would have guessed that the number has gotten higher than that, but that's very interesting uh, input. Yeah. So I mean, again, we're we're, you know, those deals that we're looking at, right, are coming from accelerators. Some are from universities. Some are from other co-investors. Um, right. And yeah. So I, you know, I believe that in the Midwest, there's probably a couple thousand. I haven't, I haven't gone back and then. So that's actually an interesting question. Something I should delve into. But I, I don't think it's probably more than, uh, you know, a couple. Couple thousand. I guess so. From a national number, right? Um, I haven't seen numbers that focus specifically on, you know, 
technology company startups, right? Is it tens of thousands? I think a hundred thousand or so, right? And obviously yeah. most of the actual number is, is closer to hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, right, and I've seen some numbers that like what, 80% uh, of that goes to two states, right? So that would mean that 20,000 is spread across the rest of the country, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. California takes a lot of it. Interesting. Tony, I'm so, so happy to hear uh, about your activities. You know, our, as you can tell, our philosophy is you know, developing the ecosystem in a distributed fashion and, and really supporting a, a global a startup ecosystem. So it's, it's very important for players like yourself and your colleagues in the, in the Midwest and other places to do their part in, in that effort. And, and that's how really the global ecosystem comes together. So it's, it's terrific that you're doing what you're doing. Well, and I think it's important too that there's more more people, more entities, more supporters that are focusing outside of those, you know, two states that we just mentioned, right, California and, and New York, right? Because, um, you know, there, there's there's great entrepreneurs everywhere, right? And yeah. uh, and you build you build a you can build a company anywhere, right? And so it's the focus on, you know, focus on like what, how do, how do you build a company? What does it really take, right? And right. Uh, now with now with technology, right? You, you really don't need to be in California because you have access to a lot of the tools, right? Yeah. Developers. Absolutely. And so the focus. We've always, been, we've always been of the opinion that you don't need to be in California. In fact, you can't really support the cost structure of a place like Silicon Valley if you're a startup. It's just not viable to build. Uh, very early stage startups. So, so, so I think the focus shifts to how do you, how do you, uh, you know, what problem are you solving, right? What what niche are you going after? And it's really more about the the product and why you have some type of advantage, competitive advantage, right? And are you able to? How well are you able to sell into that niche, right? What what basis do you have, right? Uh, how you know? Yeah. What experience do you have? You know, one thing um, we're going to move on to the entrepreneur pitches uh, in in a minute. I just want to ask you for one thing: the companies that you're rejecting, um, you know, not investing in, if they are looking for help, send them our way, and we will, you know, do our best to help them because this is something we are very equipped to do is figuring out why a company is failing to raise capital and what are the options of how to put one foot before the other and not go out of business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll potentially come back in into a fundraising round after plugging those gaps. This is a very common scenario that we deal with. We'll, 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 definitely, we'll definitely talk more after this. Appreciate it. Great.